0: Snoop with a shot, rebound, scores! Sheep hits home! They did score! Neil Hoffenmeyer! 12-4, Stutzlaff! Ty Bellimer! On, there is nothing surprising
1: about Conor Medard doing this. Alex Forbenton, and it's... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Zoopcast, episode
0: 22? I think so. All right. sound like that. Doesn't matter. Episode 22.
1: Yeah, (laughs) not at all. Um, But yeah, big World Juniors episode. I've been waiting for this one. Um, Unfortunately, though, Josh won't be able to aid us in our prospect analysis and uh, general World Junior preview, which is unfortunate. But hey, we'll still get through it. And before we get into that, we have some sense stuff to talk about, right? Uh, they, they've been doing better. Let's say while the rest oh, of the they, team, while the rest of the league has been on fire, I guess.
0: I mean, you know, we're at this stage where everyone's on pause and they say it'll resume after the Christmas break. I don't think that's true. Oh, me neither. I, I don't think we're going to be seeing games until at least the new year. Um, mm. but you know what? It's t- It's unfortunate timing for the sentence because they really started to kick it back into gear a little bit. They've had a really good stretch. they mauled florida a few like almost a week ago now that was crazy i remember i was watching like i'm trying to like think like consciously of like since i've been like a conscious sentient sense fan like i'm like i'm 20 so i've spent like eight years probably of that i don't think i've ever seen them score eight times before i can't remember yeah why. it's like it's like i know forever. like back you know back when they were like you know, in the in the in the early in the mid 2000s, like they were crushing teams. I know that, but I wasn't really didn't have much cognitive thought at that point in my existence. And so now I'm like watching them against the first place team in the league. Yeah, I know they didn't have Barkov, but whatever. Mm. Eight eight goals, like they kept scoring. I was like, what is going on? This is six crazy. unanswered, like insane. Insane. Anyway, that was very fun. They need. And it was that. all the top
1: guys too. Like oh, it's I the know. guys that you oh, want to yeah. see scoring. Like Stutzla had a nice goal. Norris had one yeah. that somehow Gambrell. the ref didn't think. Going of course, big man Dylan Gambrell top, scoring. Yep,
0: top star Dylan Gambrell, shorty. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then that led into a game that I completely missed because I was at the No Way Home uh, premiere.
0: How so, was that? No spoilers. I haven't seen. No it.
1: spoilers. It was incredible it's yeah one of those movies it's kind of like endgame and infinity war where it's hard to compare to like others like of the same ilk because it's just it's such an event because like it's just everything is happening there's so much hype and you always think it's not gonna be able to live up to it because there's so much build-up or excitement around it but somehow
0: somehow they shatter all expectations it's yeah it's great i've I've heard i've heard nothing but but good things from my friends who have seen it i i mean it's too bad i don't know what they're doing with theaters right now i don't even know if i'm gonna be able it's, to go see that yeah but. so right now it's 50
1: percent uh, i was looking actually i was looking at seating charts because my sister really wants to watch it she's in from uh from vancouver so, and my parents also got to watch it too so we're trying to get uh maybe to get going sometime maybe on christmas day i know some people do that but hoping to be able to go there but they they got omega like distancing seating charts like yeah i'm sure they got like a big line like on the sides front back which is nice and they've also got no concessions so they want to make sure people keep their masks on. yeah all the that sandwich.
0: i that i i don't know if i can get behind going to see a movie without eating anything like, i'm not gonna I, lie
1: i'm a huge popcorn guy like i go large popcorn oh, yeah. layered butter max combo yeah, yeah, yeah. but it got to a point where w- when watching specifically spider-man i just have to stop eating and just take in everything
0: right now <laughs> we'll is, see is that crazy it's just because i know sorry i know this is a sense podcast but i just want to get this <laughs> last point across i want to see it but i and i but i also i want to see it in the right environment but i know that if i don't see it in the next like week and a half spoilers are 100 like, and you don't game. want spoilers man i know like, for so that. that's why i'm scared i'm like like i don't know what to do anyway yeah well, that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm
1: so thankful that i was able to see it on thursday because yeah. it reminded me how much i love movie theater experiences like oh, sure. going on opening night you got fans cheering clapping. it's it's great that's good. But, you well, know, we'll see.
0: We'll see what happens. Hopefully I get to see it at some point. But anyway, back to the topic at hand here. You missed, Louie missed the Tampa game. You know what? Like if you're going to lose, you, you could lose like that. In my opinion, that was a That's pretty respectable effort from the fellas. Like a little bit of a slip up there in the, in the, I forget what period it was where Tampa scored a couple quick ones, but I mean, what are you going to do? Like it is what it is. That's a really good team who you slapped last time, like for exactly. nothing. They were going to come out pretty angry, and they did. So, I don't know. I, I had no problem with that loss. I also had no problem with the next loss, which was against Philly. Um, mm-hmm. They played very well that game. Except in the first. Just, <laughs> well, we don't talk about first. But I thought they played quite well. I thought they deserved to win. And unfortunately, they didn't. But you take the point, whatever. Um, Stutzel scored a great goal on Martin Jones. He's been he doing plays. well. Yes. Seven
1: points in seven games. like, And his goals are they're not just garbage goals. It's not like he's just oh, you know, tripping, falling into the goalie and having the puck never go no. in and count as a goal. He's never it's, done that before. No, I don't know. Why would he, he doesn't need to rely on stuff like that, but of course not. yeah, no point per game in his last seven, you know, moving over to center. Hey, if him and Norris can be the top two moving forward, you need it pretty good. You really just need like more right I guess, top six. Yeah. Right wingers, which we'll get into some options
0: during the world junior section, but Stay that's tuned. much easier to acquire than the center. This is true. Um, I have I was quite critical of Stutzel earlier in the year. Uh, I thought he was playing really stupid, to be honest. I, I didn't really like the stuff that he was doing, but he looks like he is starting to find himself a little bit now, which is nice. I think center's center is helping him. I still don't think he should be playing with Logan Brown or Connor Brown oh. and Nick Paul. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's all a Logan <laughs> Brown
1: discourse. Yeah. Into the no, podcast. no more.
0: Never again. Um, <laughs> Connor Brown and Nick Paul, I don't think those are – Correct oh, he's playing right with Formanton now, isn't he? Haven't they, It's been like a split, hasn't it? Like half of the shifts are with Foremanton and the other half seem to be with Paul. I know, well, Brown is there all the time. Yeah, and Brown should be third line, ideally. Yeah. I don't know, because wasn't Paul on the fourth
1: line in Florida? Yeah, I think he was. Hey, and right? we won 8-2. Yeah, mean, it's true. 8-2, It's true. 8-2. I don't A2. even remember. Two. It's Come been on. so long ago. And also... <laughs> it has shabbat's first goal finally a non-stolen oh, goal that was oh, what beautiful a,
0: what a goal holy frig hey right in front of the canada coach too cooper
1: yep uh that would have been great if uh you know
0: <laughs> we're gonna just pretend like it's still <laughs> happening though That's yeah exactly Gotta get that
1: say yeah yeah shabbat first pair because you know he should be and he impressed the coach totally
0: yep well well we could transition into this the olympics are no longer happening for nhl players but i mean shabbat put on a heck of a show in front of Cooper, I I wonder I wonder if he would have made it. That's the only thing that I want to see from this is like yeah I know the NHL is not going to the Olympics, but I think they should still publish what would have been the team just for the discourse. I think we need that like in like in February decide on your what would have been your team so we can all talk about it. That should be your duty. I think we should to be
1: fair. I think we should have like we'll definitely try to maybe get a podcast that we would make our teams and have a theoretical. Uh, Olympic roster projection, yeah, it, even though it's it, not happening. With that. But
0: <laughs> it would be fun, but it means nothing because we'll never see the real team. So, how are we going to say like who's right and who's wrong?
1: Oh, it's not that. It's about projecting and who we think, you know, okay, how about this? We'll do everybody else has been doing this. We could do projected 2026 lineup. Come on. Half of the guys
0: are even going to be in the,
1: in the, I don't know. I think it'd league. be super exciting because then you get some prospects in there. Like, will Bedard make it? Will Batherson maybe? You don't get the some recognition by then. I think. I know, okay, we we can
0: try it. I don't think I have the brain capacity for that, but I could give it. Josh I and mean, I can. Uh... Yeah, Josh, yeah, I'll I'll just say nothing and <laughs> sit back in my chair. Um, but yeah, it's it's too bad. But I was thinking about it today, and I was like, okay, NHL players aren't going to the Olympics, but they're still going to be in Olympics as of right now, at least. Um, who's making it for Canada? And I'm like, I'm, I am like i i do not know, like Owen Power. Owen yeah, maybe maybe you look at a guy like can AHL players go? I don't think so. Oh, like if that's you're a on a question only, because last the thing,
1: time it they didn't.
0: Well, if you're on an AHL contract, like not an NHL two-way. So like Oh, like, like you for, can
1: terminate it and go? Probably.
0: Yeah. Like like isn't Josh Hosang on an AHL contract right now for the Marlies? Yeah. Which makes him not eligible to be called up, which means he's not an NHL player technically. Right? Like, couldn't he go? Wouldn't that be allowed? I think so. But I mean, wouldn't you rather see the
1: um uh, the Brian Gibbons of the world playing? In I was gonna say where's
0: where's Tom Pyatt at these days? I
1: was just about to say Tom Pyatt. I got I was no you idea know I was thinking doing. about Tom Pyatt of course for this, for this team. Let's, let's a do a little Google search yeah, here. Let me let me find it here. Let's see. He is currently playing with uh jona Yona Lakers in the Swiss A League. They're great, eh? That's a great team. <laughs> What's I've the stats never heard look of like? them three points in eight games? He could do it. He could totally make the team, so, Tom. Oh, wait, hold on. My bad. This is 2019-20. I think he may be retired. <laughs> no, he's not retired,
0: Tom Pyatt.
1: He's thirty four.
0: He's thirty four. He's got he one more kick like in a the can. The Olympics are his last. Oh, I don't know. Wait, I'm look, I'm <laughs> going to see
1: if he's retired. I would. The thing is, in going back on like we said, Owen Power and all this stuff. Um, it would be great to see young players like that. You know, even be invited to have a chance like maybe you'll have sanderson yeah. for the u.s team yeah but looking back too. at 2014 this is no covid kale mccarr got invited he would have been one of the mm-hmm. best players at the tournament and he declined <laughs> so crazy again i don't know if that was a specific case but that's not a very good precedent for even having you know young players or i guess junior and amateur players even getting invited or making their way over for the Olympics. I'd love to see it. And a bunch of people would, and it would
0: make it way more interesting and exciting. But I doubt one, that. I happen. agree. But one thing I was thinking, I, I know young players would be cool, but I'm still stuck. Okay. So first of all, Tom Pied is, according to Wikipedia, Tom Pied is retired. Okay. So that's, there you go. that's brutal. But I mean, you could set prospects or you could set like these old you think Bobby Ryan's gonna go for the states?
1: I was thinking about that because he's playing in the Spengler, Spengler Cup.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right. He was gonna
1: play for Ambry Piota, but the whole team got COVID except, <laughs> except for, for him. him. So now he's <laughs> gonna play for SC
0: Bern, I believe. But it's the Byrne selects. It's not called SC Bern. Oh, it's, I saw I saw something like this on I saw this on Twitter. I think interesting. But anyway, um, spend so the he... best hockey tournament that happens at this time of year yeah okay but if he impress if he has a good spengler maybe a u.s scouts watch and they're like oh look at bobby he could still go get him on
1: i i'd love to see it i mean you know what i'd rather see Corey conacher play for team canada
0: well <laughs> Corey conacher's on that spengler team too exactly eh? that's crazy him and uh, you Phil see, i think he's
1: actually conacher's actually a solid chance at making the team
0: yeah maybe i don't know where he's playing right now but Probably in the
1: Swiss league. I Is don't Chris know.
0: Kelly? No, Chris Kelly's not. Oh, he's, he's so dying. old.
1: No chance. But he was,
0: the, he was the last captain. He's got to defend his, his captaincy. He was to the last fair, candidate. Dude,
1: anyone could make this team. You remember who? Like what other former send made it?
0: Stefan Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. I don't know, dude. It, it'll be funny. I, 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 I mean, it would have been really cool to see NHL players go, but it'll be also kind of cool. Like when we're watching the Olympics and it's like, oh, I remember that guy from seven years ago who played five games.
1: I think that was the last professional hockey that Chris Kelly played was the Olympics. Oh, what else would he have played in? True. But like literally nothing else. He played, yeah, he played the Olympics, got three points in six games. And that was it. Like that same season earlier on, he had played for Belleville and the Ducks. Um, But after that, after the Olympics, absolutely nothing. Pretty sure that was his retirement party. Probably.
0: Even a nice little send off.
1: Nice little send off by losing to Germany in the semis. Dang, the almost things. eventual winners. That was a banger game. That was, that was huge. that yeah, was hilarious. That was Zub's that. big game when he huge. and the Russians yeah. came back. It's too bad Zub won't be able to go. Did Zaitsev make the 2014 Russia team no at idea. the Olympics? Because if he didn't, could Zub be the possible
0: only current Olympian on the Sens? I guess no one else has been on an olympic team because the last stems, time would have been
1: 2014 think. unless yeah, some
0: depth guy was on in 2018 but i don't think so i don't think so T- i mean no way like i i don't i think he'll be he would be the only olympian oh, matt it Mur- was matt murray an olympian no no no
1: no because no? he came into form in uh 2016 and 2017
0: okay oh you're right yeah you're right no yeah you're yeah that's i i think yeah it's gotta be zoob nice always always zoob <laughs> Always uh, Zoom. Anyway, we. Uh, I I don't know about you. I'm still gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the of course the Olympics. See what's going on. I think uh, this so is the-
1: really stressing that maybe the double IHF should. I don't know if the double or maybe the NHL they should partner or do something to try, really try to get some sort of best on best tournament going again. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing for like the pro the pro level that they have is a world championship, and that's during the playoffs. Like yeah. And then the problem then becomes, like, obviously, the one time that you've had that recently where it wasn't the World Championship that was the only option was the 2016 World Cup. That's five years ago. That's five years ago. And I don't know if you saw Mark Mathot's tweet, but he said, and I'm pretty sure, like, pretty much word by word was that the players don't give a rat's ass unless it's the Olympics.
0: Of course not. Yeah. So there's, there's no the like, issue. Like, the Olympics has, like, this name value. It's like, oh, you're going to the mm-hmm. Olympics. That's sick. No one cares if you got to the World Cup of Hockey. It's not a very big brand event. Like it, it's not super known, like anywhere yeah. besides like TSN Studios or Sportsnet Studios. Pretty much. Those so. are some banger games, though. Like oh, Rush. that Sweden Sweden North America game. Yeah, the Russia North America
1: game was also good. Yep. it didn't go to extra time, but that was super fun. Did you uh, say I mean, extra time. Okay. Well, you know what? Say say overtime, like a normal person. <laughs> Fine,
0: overtime. Thank you. But I meant like just because. Yeah, sure. You know what? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> yeah, I could get you. Uh, we have a lot of World Junior stuff to get to, so I don't want to waste any more any more time. What we we have something? Okay, I will just go through this super quickly. Nick Paul and Austin Watson did a video for the Sens where they went to Canadian Tire and it was great, and you should watch it. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Nice little. I, I thought it was good. Good thumbs up to the content team for putting doing something well. out where when there is no hockey. Good good job. That's a two thumbs up from me. And props to Nick Paul and Austin Watson. Austin Watson seems like a friggin' great guy, Austin Watson. <laughs> Nick I love the whole too.
1: Canada versus USA mini rivalry yeah, that was going on throughout that video. He's
0: good. You know what? He's good in front of a camera, Austin Watson. <laughs> he's
1: like, I'd probably be good at soccer. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's <laughs> a
0: showman. He's a good showman. I like yeah. him. Uh, anyway, we will move on. World Juniors, man. I'm pumped. I'm excited for this. So excited. Uh, I think they just reduced capacity to 50%, which is unfortunate, but it's still something. It's better than zero. Yeah. Um, here's just how this is going to work. I am not so smart and Louis is very smart. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through Louis' predictions for standings for each group. And when we get to each team, we're going to run down what's going on, like, you know, players to watch. Is there a good storyline to follow? Um, We'll take it one team at a time. We're going to start with group A, which I think it's fair to say group A on paper is the weaker group. Um, Definitely. when you just, you know, look at the teams there and some of the players, uh, and we're going to go in reverse order. So fifth through first on group a, this is a surprise to me when I see it on paper that you have Germany rank fifth behind Austria. So yeah. you might want to start by explaining the logic for that one.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to end up being a relegation game between Germany and Switzerland. Obviously, because in Group B Switzerland, you have just, they're going to get murdered in some of those games. Germany, they will also get murdered in some games, but the thing is, they'll have a chance at maybe not having to play in the regulation round, because I guess they might have a chance at upsetting the Czechs. I don't see it, but their big game is going to be against Austria. And the thing is, judging from like last year, do you remember how good, like, I mean, I guess of course we would, we're sense fans. We remember how good Stutzla was last oh, year, yeah. how good Paterko was. Yep. Uh was Lucas Reichel playing there too, or did he
0: I remember like last year was the big study? Yeah, it was Eliash and it was, also was Florin Eliash.
1: Who yeah. I love, by the way. I've done some I did some draft work, I remember in 20 for the 2020 draft, and his production, like adjusting for age, league and all that stuff, was tops in the draft class. And was like, what? Like what, what this doesn't make any sense? I've never heard of this guy. And then he comes in at the world juniors. Obviously part of that is playing with guys like Stutzla and Paterka. Sure. But he held his own man. And he, he's one of the short Kings that, you know, the scouting community loves to <laughs> unite behind, you know, he's, I think he's only like five foot eight or something, but he's a nice uh, 200 foot player. He's, he's going to have to drive the boat for, right for Germany. And that's going to be tough because there's no other stars. Like, that's the thing that's why you look at last year Germany was able to make it far based solely on their stars even though they, they didn't even have enough players to ice sometimes
0: that was cr- this, I remember that yeah
1: that yeah crazy. and this year you have Austria who's way more higher power guys and it's it's a small tournament you just need those higher power guys to carry you for like one specific game to not get relegated Germany has what Eliash Bennett Rosmi's pretty solid and maybe Maximilian Glotzel after that it's it's not looking very good. Like, they have a decent amount of returnees. Like, I think Luca Munzenberger is one. But nothing that will really stand out. They're a little more balanced than teams like like Austria and maybe even Switzerland. But I don't know. I just don't see any magic there for them.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it, it is too bad. I think they've been hit by COVID, too, that team. Germany. With a couple guys. But anyway, one thing that I've been saying... I don't know if I've said it on the podcast yet. I, I think the Sen should have let Stutzel go to the world juniors
1: yeah that would have been very interesting but the problem is i don't know exactly what the whole deal is but it's weird isn't it weird to not have Paterka or lucas reichel yeah. i think we're both eligible there yeah not at the tournament I
0: mean, Paterka, Paterka is playing rochester right now which is ahl buffalo like they and reichel is playing there. ahl also yeah exactly i i don't know and especially with the season not like seasons on pause right now what do you like what's what is the yeah. point? Again, I think play.
1: those those lineup decisions may have been like were obviously made before the whole the new, whole new sure. COVID wave. But the thing is, again, I don't know if this was players' decision, the German feder like hockey federations' decision, or like the teams that hold those players' rights. But to be fair, Lucas Reichel and JJ Paterka have been so good this year in the AHL. Like Paterka, I remember when he was drafted. One of the things about him was that. His playmaking was probably one of his weaker offensive aspects. Now it's one of his strongest and he still has a Mm -hmm. banger shot that could help them a ton to just drive the boat offensively. And I love Lucas Reichel right now. He's doing, he's doing I'm pretty sure fairly well in the AHL for uh, Chicago's farm team. And yeah, I don't know, man, the fact that they don't have those guys, it could mean relegation and that that would be catastrophic for Germany. Who's been pretty much on the upswing when it turns to international hockey, right? They, they silvered in the Olympics, not too long ago, they had a pretty Ma- I guess magical run that didn't go super far, but they were super entertaining last year. And if they get relegated, yikes!
0: Yeah, that would be a big step back. They've been kind of like the team that is like up and like up and coming federation of of hockey. Like there's been like a wave, German wave a bit. Exactly. Like Dreisaitl, Stutzl, Paterka's coming. You got these guys, and now that would be a big step back for them, unfortunately. But we will see what happens with Germany. Uh, you said that the big game for Germany will be against Austria. And you think that Austria is probably going to win that one. Um, so who are the players to look out for uh, on the Austrian team this year?
1: Well, the thing with Austria, as I've mentioned before, is they have a few more standout guys that could really carry them. Uh, probably their best player is going to be Marco Kasper. He hasn't played, he hasn't played huge minutes uh, in the SHL. But again, if you're playing in the SHL as a draft eligible forward, that's already like you're a step ahead. Um, he's a pretty, um, I guess a lot of people would say violent player. um it's he's not like going out and ridley grabble exactly and i'll go through i'll go through my guys uh throughout this segment and there's going to be a lot of possible sense picks because of let's just say physicality and (laughs) i guess general doggedness and determination but casper's one of those guys he plays pretty violently he's got a mean style very aggressive uh kind of like tyler boucher i guess um But the thing is, his his physical play is with purpose. Like he'll go in forecheck the shit out of another team. Like he's a forechecking fiend. Like combine his determination, his pretty solid foot speed, and just general up tempo like checking ability, and he's gonna be just a menace on the forecheck. Uh, and even then, when he has the puck, he can still slow things down a little, be pretty methodical when he's handling the puck or when he just has possession. But he's gonna have to work on some of those puck skills to you know expand his toolkit. But he's doing pretty well there. Also looking forward to seeing more Vincent Roar, 67s player. Yep. Uh, probably my favorite player this year with him and Brady Stonehouse on the 67s. Um, we've loved to compare him to Rossi, and that may seem a little lazy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean I they so. both wear pretty similar numbers, 24-23. Both play for the 67s. Honestly, dude, they look the same when they play, <laughs> right? I've
0: seen pictures, yeah.
1: But yeah, good production, uh, very good transition option, and he's getting leaned on and being pretty defensively sound for the 67 and that's probably going to get mirrored in his, in his play for team Austria. So I'm looking forward to see what he can do there. And probably the last guy would be Luca hour. He's playing in the Alps hockey league, which has some Italian players, Slovenian players, but also Austrian like him. And I don't know if you remember Francesco Pinelli last year. Yep. Uh, I think he went second round to LA. He had, He's, he's pretty good offensively. He had 11 points in 15 games in the Alps Hockey League. Luca Auer right now has 40 points in 27 games. <laughs>
0: <It's>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, let's just say he's, he's a little good at driving offense. Like, he can produce, whether it's scoring, playmaking, a bunch of different methods. The thing is, he probably should improve his skating posture. He can be a little hunched over, and his stride's not that great, so it really hampers his acceleration. But, I, listen, again, all these guys could really carry them over Germany. And if they just have Sebastian Raneschetz, I don't know if you remember him last year. I was about to
0: say that. I was going to say when you were finished talking, the thing I remember the most about the Austrian team from last year was Vince, what's his name? Sebastian Raneschetz? Sebastian think. Yeah, he was like crazy, crazy goalie. He had like a ridiculous tournament. He was like keeping them in these games. I was going to ask if
1: he was coming back this year. I guess he is. He is. And I'm super excited to see what he can do because last year he was getting murdered. Like, Oh, not not in terms of yeah. his play, but just because the Austrian team was not very good. Again, that's when Rossi had COVID. Thank God he's recovered, and that was yep. very scary. So he was their oh, only right. decent player there. Um, but yeah, Ranishitz was making some insane saves. He his stat line was ridiculous last year. He had an 892, which rural juniors on a bad team. That's not bad. Not bad get all. an 892 with a gold against average of 7.45 nuts just ridiculous he, that was that means he was averaging 69 shots against per game which first of all nice but also <laughs> what <laughs> yeah anyway it's again this germany austria game is going to be super exciting to watch just because we'll be able to see if germany's more balanced lineup will be able to overtake the, the star power and possible stellar play of anishets
0: yeah so that will be the Battle for avoiding relegation, we believe, in Group A. Uh, Your 3rd place Group A team is... Remember, so usually they are referred to as the Czech Republic. But this year, they've said that they would rather go by Czechia. So Mm -hmm. that's what we're going to call them. Czechia is third. Um, You do not see them taking over any of the big guys like Finland or Canada in this group. And you don't see them sinking below... Austria and Germany why do you have them right in the middle
1: yeah they're kind of just like stuck there where it's like they're always that team that's maybe around sixth or fifth yep. in the tournament they're always they're never really battling for relegation they might I mean I don't know if you remember but is it the 2020 where they upset uh Russia in the first game yes I do that was and then they,
0: they had a bad rest of the tournament though didn't they
1: yeah that's the issue exactly yeah. so the thing is even if they have one good upset They won't be able to make it far, especially since the group of death in like group B is so good, even if they finish, even if they're able to upset one of Finland or Canada, which won't happen, uh, and they play well against the other teams and like get a second place, they'll still have to face one of Russia, US, Sweden in the quarters. So I think they've lost in the quarters, like pretty much every year over the last little bit. And that's, that's frustrating. And their gold would basically just be making it to the semis, which would be nice, and the main guy that's going to be relied upon for them to do that will be David Yeracek. He played, he played last year and he's, there's a lot of conflicting opinions about him. He's one of the guys that I'll be mentioning that I think he's the one that I need to watch more of. Um, I haven't had the chance to do a lot of scouting on him, but he's playing in the top Czech pro league. He's having some really, really good production, like amongst all a defenseman draft like being draft eligible he's got like the third best points per game in like Czech league history or in recent Czech league history so that's really nice to see he's oh, just a very assertive of an involved player He's he's got a lot of confidence he plays mean you know which sends <laughs> um but yeah. always
0: the sends dude always exactly
1: he like he likes to use his power you know whether that's his booming shot or just slap passing it down low to a teammate Like there's some nice flashes of like creative aspirations with the puck, but a lot of it is inconsistent. um, And he's pretty punishing defensively. Like he'll, he'll go out and just murder a guy along the boards. If he has to, he's, he's pretty big. I think he's like six, three, six, four. I don't know the exact numbers of him. Exactly. Yeah. So he'll, he'll be the guy to watch on D he'll probably, I don't know if he'll be paired with Stanislav Svozil, who's been playing the WHL. He was just drafted last year. Um, but if if they're on a pair together, that's that's going to be the pair to watch out for when you're matching up. And at forward, it'll probably be Yuri Kulich, who I'll be most excited. I mean, aside from I think they have Jan Mishak, right playing at forward, yep. who's going to be their captain. But focusing on 2022 draft picks, Yuri Kulich is the one I'm mostly looking forward to. He's just so exciting. Like he's got his hands and puck control. Like I was watching some of his clips yesterday and. He he'd just casually like stop and like on the back end flip the puck over a guy's stick to get around him. It's just that kind of stuff that just brings you out of your seat. And he loves to attack the middle of the ice. He's again pretty assertive and not too bad defensively. Like the way he can pressure guys or just general awareness scanning around to make him a pretty solid defensive threat and has also had nice production so far, pretty much on par with Yerichek, which just shows you how good Yerichek's production is because he's a D man getting that. Mm-hmm. But The one thing with Coolidge is that it's kind of like Yemi, just from what I've seen, where he's got all these tools, but his shouldering speed is not the best. So like transitioning from one skill to the other, but that can come with time and can be developed. So it'll be nice to see if he can kind of put it all together for the tournament.
0: Yeah, we will see. I, I definitely agree with you that the checks are usually just there. Like they just kind of exist in the fear yeah. of the tournament, so which is unfortunate if you're a Czech fan. But. Oh yeah, it's just you know maybe one maybe you know someday we'll see this wave of Czech players maybe come in and push them over the top, but uh, we will see the Czechs can maybe pull an upset uh, and surprise some people. The next team that you have, so here's a question that I have. Then so you have Finland second, Canada first. Roby Jarventi made Team Finland. Yes, the is. pre-tournament games are being played 20 minutes from now. They're playing the US. Um we're recording this on a on a Thursday here. Robi Arventi is not playing in this pre-tournament game for Finland. Really? I checked the lines uh, yes. that were tweeted out by I believe Chris Peters. And, and Robi Arventi was not listed. So now here's what I was thinking about. Interesting. There's two two alternatives that I believe are possible. One, I know Belleville is having a COVID outbreak right now. Oh, no. So is it possible that he got it and that maybe he can't play now, maybe? Or it's possible that they just have him as the 13th forward? Um, We know that last year he had a bad tournament. He did not look very good. Um, Do you think they really could have relegated him to 13th forward, or do you think we'll see him?
1: I don't think so because I thought he was pretty, I wouldn't say guaranteed, but a pretty good shot to play top six minutes.
0: Here, do you want me to read you the lines? Yeah, go ahead. So yeah. the fourth line, I'll go fourth to third. So I'm sorry, fourth to first. I can speak English. fourth <laughs> line is, I don't even know how to say that. Niku Mada and Vizanin. The third yeah, line is Koivinen, Hellenius, and Lambert. The second line is Karvanen, Kapanen, and Kamel. And the first line is Hervanen. Mainpa and Simon Tybel. So Roby Arventi is Interesting. Not playing. Huh. Levi, Levi is starting though.
1: Yeah, okay. So I the thing is, it's not like they're holding him out to keep him healthy because then you do that for guys like maybe Kamel, probably Hervinin. Is is Nimala playing on defense? Uh, on D, I think so. I can check. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that means for Yarventi then. That's scary. Nemo was playing. Damn. Okay. Yeah, th- dude, it could be COVID. That would suck. But I don't think he's already been relegated. I mean, no, that would be that would be quite harsh. I believe. Yeah, it might just be precautionary stuff and just making sure all tests come back negative. It's gonna we're gonna have to monitor that for sure. Like mm-hmm. that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, I don't know. And you said Maryland in is starting, right? Yeah, but I I, I mean they might split that game yeah i think Blomquist will be the starter just because yeah. he's so good in the league of this yeah. he has like a 964 he's he's pretty ridiculous but it's it's going to be a battle for those two i mean i could definitely see marilyn and ended up ending up being the starter but
0: if i had to bet on it i'd say Blomquist. Mm-hmm. and and we'll see and I, I guess in the context of the group finland obviously much stronger than these three teams that you've you've said uh that you've yes. just talked about um so you have them comfortably in the second spot, and then that leaves Canada uh, to win the group. Yeah. Um, so maybe talk pretty briefly about those two teams before we get into group into Group B. Mm-hmm. So first of all, part of why Finland is so good is obviously they have all
1: these returnees. It it would have been great to see Atu Ratu being able to come, but I I think COVID protocols held him back, which sucks because he's been he's been doing much better, and it would have been nice to see him kind of. Show everybody why he shouldn't have slipped as far as he did, but good exactly. on the island just for picking him. But yeah, they have two of the more interesting cases that are kind of conflicting each other. And it's weird because they're on the same team. So you have Brad Lambert and Joachim Kamel, who both play for JYP in the Liga. Lambert is just, you watch him as like, this guy's going to be a star. He mm-hmm. is one of the most beautiful skaters in terms of just mechanics and just general skating prowess of any prospect I've ever seen you match that with just his insane creativity and problem solving ability with by like that he uses by blending stick handling skill and just scanning awareness and just his explosive stride and you have one of the most insane transition threats in the draft yeah. um, like he's just mesmerizing when he's carrying the puck um, the thing is he's been labeled as like kind of a struggling guy and going down draft boards part of that is because he's had some inconsistent decision making issues um and some i guess subpar production um but he, his production has been getting a little better since getting sent down and recalled to his team and his decision making has been improving too so it'll be nice to see and on the flip side of that coin you have joachim kamal who he has had insane production uh, he had he's fallen back down to earth but before his injury he had like a 30 percent shooting percentage and part of that is because his shoot his shot is very very good um but like, as I mentioned, he had a two month injury that really held him out, but he was leading the league, I think in goals and points at some point. And he's just so good in terms of in tight handling and just a very potent finish and what makes him so good at pro- like producing that a lot of people are kind of underscoring and saying he's going to come back down. I don't think he'll come back down as much as people think because his situational awareness is so strong and the speed on which he acts on those is a super translatable skill it is really going to help him to keep producing when he makes the nhl eventually um as for canada it's canada dude like (laughs) i mean what do i really have to say like all their like the team is super deep they got a bunch of solid players like some of my favorites they have lucas cormier olin zellweger are going to be great on d they're both like undersized defensemen that i just absolutely love uh, I really hope Connor Bedard can get some time in the top, Like, yeah, just because currently he's the extra player. Maverick Bork is nice. If he can play with Xavier Borgo, some get some chemistry, there, that'd be cool. I've really liked Justin Sordiff. Every time I watch Zach, uh, Zach Stapchuk, I just watch Sordiff and I'm like, man, I wish I had <laughs> this guy instead. <laughs> Great. But I think one of the bigger X factors is obviously going to be Shane Wright. Like, He's so intelligent and his reads of pressure and adjustments are just top-notch. Like he's probably projecting in terms of comparison as like a Patrice Bergeron plus. So like not light, like the other way around. Yeah. Like right. an upgraded Patrice Bergeron, like especially because of his insane shot. Like that just puts him a tier ahead and gives him an extra element. The problem is, I wouldn't say that his pace is lacking, but he's not the quickest guy and super dynamic. So he'll probably have to rely on teammates to gener- generate his line's pace. So, maybe if you put him some really speedy scoring wingers or speedy playmaking guys, that would really help that line mesh and produce. So, hey, he popped off at the U18s. Let's just see what he does here with
0: guys like that. What do you think is going to happen with Ridley? You think he's going to get a good role? Suspended? You he's gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's that. Over under two and a half games before supplement, supplementary discipline is given out. Two and oh, a half games. Dude, I don't know. Like, I. We don't really have any, um, I don't remember
1: watching him at any like big tournaments. Like, we don't know if he really reigns it in, right? <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that'll rein it in. Eh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting because you have really Greg and you have Caden Gooley, who just like to absolutely murder guys sometimes. Caden <laughs> Gooley's the captain, eh? Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. especially in the double IHF, any lack of discipline could be deadly. Like, yeah, we will Greg see Greg is that still happens. suspended for the NHL.
0: Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. I, I don't know if he served that yet. in the. Well, he yeah, he's got one regular season game. Well, wasn't it? What was it? It was like, I think one... he might also have one
1: preseason game that he still. Needs no, I think to he's, serve.
0: I think he must've served that preseason okay.
1: game. I, I don't remember exactly, but it'll be interesting. He he's on a checking line with like Jake neighbors and Justin Sortif. Which will right. be that's one hell of a checking line. Like my God, yeah. they can score, they can check, they can do basically whatever. So it's it's gonna be fun. Again, that team is so deep. I can't wait to watch Canada this year. It's gonna be gonna be interesting yeah. what they do with their lineup decisions.
0: Yep, Canada looks fun. Um, we're gonna, gonna see how they do throughout this tournament. Obviously, huge there's huge expectations every time they play in this tournament. It doesn't really matter what their team looks like. Um, so exactly. hopefully they can bring it home. And that is it for group A. The final Louis Boulay group A standings. <laughs> are Canada, Finland, Czechia, Austria, Germany, in that order. Let's go to Group yes. B. Uh, I think we, yeah, we have time for Group B. E. Let's do Group B. Uh, this is a much more kind of group of death feel to it oh, than God, Group is A. It ever. Uh, especially with one team that usually you wouldn't consider to be in the big group of dogs here, but they have definitely... Got a heck of a team. We'll get to them in a second. But first, uh, poor Switzerland, because they are in this group and they are not going to have a very good time, I don't think.
1: They're They're poor goal differential, man. It is going (laughs) to be so bad. Oh, it's going to be so low in the minuses. My lord. But yeah, it's. I'm looking at this team. There's some returnees. I think Noah Meyer played before. uh, Simon Kanak, Noah Delamont. But I don't really see anything that's really going to... I mean, they're not going to be able to win any games. They're in the group <laughs> of death, even like we'll get to it, but all of these teams coming up have a chance to make some noise except for them. Like the only guy that they have that's draft eligible, again, could be a sense option as a uh, Leon Bixel or Bixel, I believe. Um, he's t- t- towering, physically punishing demon. He's like already six, five um, so he's he's playing more and more in the SHL already so playing in the men's league which is great. Um he's more looked at for his defensive game which coupled that with with his size is kind of expected. But he's got some underrated offensive and puck handling in, instincts. Like he can he's got some decent vision here and there when it comes to generating breakouts or chances from transition. But the thing is he needs to improve his execution. Like the mentality is there, but he can't quite kind of like Tyler Bushi with wanting to make moves and all that stuff he's got the mind to try it but his hands are not quite there right. and he definitely needs to improve his skating but that's something else so yeah I I don't have much on Switzerland and I'm not really looking forward to the yeah game we, we don't need to spend,
0: we, we can we don't need to spend much time on Switzerland no in no. Switzerland but they are not the focus of this group so this team in, in fourth that you have here yes is you I I know like every time that we're in you know that we're together we're in you know, we're talking in the chat. All you want to talk about are these kids from Slovakia. So let's go. I will give you the floor. Uh, have fun and tell everybody about this Slovakian wave that is coming upon the hockey world. Yeah.
1: And the scary thing is, before I dive into it too much, I don't even think this is going to be their best team in the coming years. I think they'll only get better. Like you had them just absolutely torch the Halinka, and they ended up losing to Russia in the finals, but. a team like Slovakia to do that well is incredible and part of that is because of their anchor on d which is simon Nemetz. he his best tool is by far his skating and he's been playing in the slovakian pro league which a lot of teams will look at wow good skating already playing pro right shot D. here we go he's gonna go high (laughs) you just know it and so yeah like his skating is so good because his posture and mechanics are always just top notch uh super effective when it comes to even rushing the puck or just moving in transition And he's really good when it comes to stretching the ice in the offensive zone to get some horizontal play because that's really how you get good chances in here. You want to get royal road passes, so passes that go across the middle to really get the defense and the goalie moving. And he's pretty solid stretching the ice in that aspect. And he's not really afraid to activate and get lower in the zone too, which always opens the chances for low to high plays, which are also high danger. And you know, couple that with some solid vision and he's going to be really good. The one thing is, Kind of like in the mold of Jake Sanderson, where he's got all these tools. He could maybe have a little more creativity offensively, but it's not that big of a drawback, and he's going to go high on draft day. But so, yeah, Nemitz is going to be the big guy on D. And now I get to gush about my favorite player on Slovakia, Juraj Slavkovsky, who I've loved for a long time. He is huge, and I like him because there is a chance that the Sens pick him.
0: He is <laughs> 6'4", do this, yourself. Listen, Don't do no, no, yourself. no, no,
1: no. Listen, I've told myself that I won't do this anymore. But but Slavkovski is the embodiment of soft hands and big. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying he's 6'4, 225. He's playing in the Liga already. And not only is he is he big, he's physical, like the Sens want him to. Um, and he's got he's so big, but his stick handling is so good
0: that it gives
1: exactly it gives him so much range when it comes to making moves so he's got like a very large i guess circumference around him that he can make moves okay. and in entice i gotta get my geometry stuff in all right i think you called him fat no 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 i called him tall you and said he had a easy.
0: large circumference that's fat
1: no large like. circumference in terms of stick handling potential
0: oh okay i thought you meant no. his body had a large no. <laughs> circumference that's like
1: Okay, (laughs) anyway, the point is super deceptive with the puck. He's got confidence, creativity, already a decent skater, but it could get better as, you know, six, four, 18 year old players are. Um, But yeah, physically beyond his years, he could be a little more consistent when it comes to pace, but yeah, great, great playmaker, beauty one time or two. And he's not guaranteed to reach this all-star potential, but at least he's accompanied by a decent floor that could help him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to watch this team. I, I usually would never be excited to watch Slovakia play hockey, but the more that, you know, I, I hear you talk about them all the time, so I'm going to have to give them a watch. Obviously, you have them fourth, so maybe wait a year or two before they take that big step. And and, and that's compete. the thing. Next yeah.
1: year, like, they'll have, they already have Dalibor Vorsky coming in here, and, like, I've been thinking, this, this tournament could have the top three for next year, too, because Bedard's playing, yep. Mitchkov is playing, and yep. Dalibor Dvorsky is that tier right? Isn't that tier right under them with guys like Adam Fantilli and Braden Yeager. and you add in guys that will come back like they currently have Petrovsky, who's a good goal scorer in the OHL, um, Philip Meshar, who's a super dynamic and smart skater, uh, and they'll have guys like Aldrin Molnar, Alex Cheirnik coming in. And I don't know if do you remember Simon Letkotsky from last year? Yes. Okay, so he, I don't know if he's old enough to come back next year, but they'll at least have Rastislav Elias who will be able to come back. But hey, if, if Ladkotzi can have like a Dennis Godla 2.0 season, like, t- like the 2015 Slovakian goaltender got and replicate kind of his 922 from last year, could, could get some magic in here.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Slovakia will be fun to watch. Um, maybe wait a year for them. This will be a nice little showcase. For some of the guys on their team. Hopefully they're not in group of death next year. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Um, Your third place. So now we get to the big three of this group, which is um, the Swedes, the Americans, and the Russians, who you have third. Um, So Mitchkov is on the team. Do you think he's going to play? Oh, I think there's even a chance that he could make
1: like, it's just because they left a lot of guys at home, like North American skaters, and people forget he made the KHL team this year, the um, the Moscow team. Yep. Like, sure, he didn't get, you know, the most ice time and eventually got sent <laughs> down. But he listen, he's right up there with Conor Bedard. And I don't think Russia's is, is, I guess, is good at forward. So he'll get a bigger role. And I think he could really splash. But what I'm interested in is speaking of players who don't get enough ice time in the KHL is Daniel Yurov. Finally, we'll get to watch him. Everybody in the scouting community is like, Yes, because he's been stuck in the KHL because <laughs> that organization doesn't have a VHL team. So it's either he goes down to the MHL where he's played six games and gotten 12 points. So he's too good for there. Or he plays three minutes per game in the K, which, like, come on, <laughs> let him play. So it's it's going <laughs> to yeah. be nice to finally be able to see him. Like, he's so smart. Uh, he plays a very fast paced game. Again, very good checker and loves to, you know, engage in the physicality. So sense sense. Every, apparently every player at this World Juniors is this future sense This pick, is why so. I'm starting to get excited and I don't want to because I may be disappointed again. And by may, I mean, very you might
0: may is a bit of a weak word there. I think you know what's going to happen. I know. But yeah, it's isn't it so weird that they don't have any right-handed skaters this year? Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that I saw that. That's nuts,
1: eh? Like, not a single one. Yeah. And, crazy. and they, have the, they have the same typical thing where... But
0: isn't Askarov, like... It, the he's a catches, goalie. I said skater. It, it, Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, he he catches right. But it's like obviously they've left some North American players at home, which they seem to do all the time. Another thing they do is they brought <laughs> the Russian decor is always big bulky boys. All right, who have a little bit of a tough time when it comes to breaking the puck out. Sh- Shakir. Yeah, they have our boy Shakir. He's yeah, that's gonna be interesting. the The one guy <laughs> that may save them there is I think it's is it Vladimir? I don't remember. It, it Gruden in who plays in the KHL and he, he's five, nine, he, he kind of breaks no. the mold there. And he'll, he's got some decent evasion breakout skills. So we may be able to help them in that aspect.
0: We'll see what happens with Russia. I, I mean, I think that, you know, Russia is used to play finishing first or second in a group every year. Um, and they could, obviously, they, st- they, still, they could. still could. I've been the, flip-flopping the that on that top out, three. Yeah. But the way that the groups worked out this year, it's not definitely not a guarantee for them. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, the, the struggle will be, can their D hold up? I'm very interested to see Askarov. We haven't I haven't heard a lot about him since he got drafted. Like I know there was a lot of hype around him. He had a bad. I'm pretty sure he had a bad World Juniors last year, didn't he? Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I'm I'm, can't wait to see what uh, what he can do for Russia. Maybe have a bounce back. Um, we'll move on. Jake Sanderson is the captain of the American team, which is probably expected, but it's still pretty cool. And you think that he is going to captain them to a second-place finish in this group. Um, What are you so on the fence about that you think they finish below Sweden? Dude, like, you could ask me tomorrow, and I'd have
1: them first. I don't know. Like, right now, I think it's going to be, like, that. the top four in the tournament, I think, is right now Canada and those three teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the four teams that end up in the semis. So it's really kind of a toss now. There's just so many guys on Sweden that I like. And the thing with USA is they have a very balanced and versatile forward group. Like they have guys who they could play on their fourth line or their first line. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see if kind of that versatile, more depth oriented lineup building is going to work out for them, right. especially since they're going to be relying on their defense a lot because they don't have a Spencer Knight this year. Right. Yeah, um, right. So it's, it's really going to be Sanderson and uh, Tyler Clevin. Let's the go. K
0: train. <laughs> He's coming home.
1: Yeah, it's I, I'm so I mean I don't need to tell Sense fans how good Jake Sanderson is. He's he's going to be just a treat to watch. And what I'm really looking forward for is Logan Cooley, and yep. he's another high end high end pick for this year. Probably going to go top five, if not top ten. And the thing that I've always looked at for him is like, is he like Maddie Beneers 2.0? Like, you look at him, you see maybe like a future one B center, um, went the US NTDP and is going to go college path. He's praised for his smarts and his skating, reliable in all three zones. And he might sound like more of a safe pick, but he still gets the highlight reels and high-end production that some high-end guys do. So I don't know. They kind of mirror each other very well. It's pretty interesting to see how they'll be able to play together this year.
0: Yep, 100%. This US team, I think, is fair to say has its strength on the back end, especially... I mean, obviously, you have Jake Sanderson, but you and have Luke Hughes. Yeah, exactly. God, I was gonna say you have other guys. They're like Hughes. Um, Do we know if they're gonna play together this year? Like,
1: like on, like on the same
0: pairing? I mean, I have no idea. I can, like, you know, like, what I'll check their lines though for the game that is happening in five minutes, and true. I can tell you right now what they're thinking of here. Um, USA's lineup against Finland. So they have Sanderson with Ian Moore. In this game. Interesting. Whoa. Uh, but it is a pre tournament game, we should say this. So that yeah. might not be final. They have Wyatt Kaiser with Brock Faber. And then they have Clevin with Luke Hughes. And then really? Jack Pert and Scott Morrow is the fourth pair.
1: Okay. I would have, wait, fourth pair, but they're playing?
0: Yeah. Like they're playing. It's, it's a. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, they're playing like Finland's also ro- rolling four pairs as well.
1: Okay. Cause I would have Pert and Morrow probably in my starting lineup. Uh, at least one of them. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because their decor is just so good. Like I I can't wait to see what they have there, but I don't know. The question is, will they be able to to overtake Sweden? I don't know, man. Like they're Sweden doesn't have any draft eligible guys of note. Like they just have, they decided to leave at home. Like guys like Cali Adelius, Jonathan, like Mackey. Like, I don't even think they got an invite to camp or anything. I may be wrong on that front, but they didn't make the team is the point. And Sweden has just this incredible top line. Like they have mm. Oscar Olsson, who's been tearing it up for Barry after transitioning to the OHL. They have William Eklund, who maybe could have stayed in the NHL this year. I wish I could have watched him. Yeah, more, that was but... weird to me, eh? Yeah, I, I never really understood that. Again, I'd have to, you know, do a little more research there, but he seemed like he could have stayed. And we've talked about this yeah. in our pre-draft episodes. We love Eklund here. So yes. having yes, him on the line you. with Olsson and Alexander freaking Holds like, oh it's my God, bad. that line is going to torch it up. I can't wait. And add in, they have a really great deep decor. Like, they have Edvinson in there. They have Helio Granz. Um, Anton Olsen, I think, is on the team. Yep. And then you Emil in, Andre Exactly. Like, it's, you just keep going down the lineup, and it's like, even at Ford, they still have Daniel Torrierson, who I like, and Fabian Lassell. So, yeah, I don't know. And then, that's not even touching on the goalies, which they have Cali Klang, and they have Jesper Walstead, who's probably my favorite goalie prospect in the world right now. And yep. the the coach the coach knows this because I'm pretty sure he said Thomas Mont and their head coach said um, that if they could, they would name one of their goalies captain.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: so I, it's just such a scary team. Like I I feel bad for, I mean, I don't feel bad because they'll escape relegation, but I feel bad for whoever finishes fourth or really anywhere. If you don't finish first in group A, you're screwed. You're screwed. That's it. It'll or dude if Slovakia actually that'll finishes fourth, that'll break my heart if we have to beat Slovakia. Yeah. If so Canada I was gonna say, first. I was
0: gonna say this. Is there do you think that in your mind there is even the slightest possibility that if Canada plays Slovakia, Slovakia's guys just like have a field day and win? Like, is it out of the question that they win? As a, a Canadian, that
1: would suck. And I don't think it will happen. But if it does, a part of me will be like, you know what? If it's anyone, it's got to be Slovakia, and I hope yeah, exactly. they win. exactly. Right. Like afterwards, but no, I don't we'll think see. so. I I'd love to see it, but I don't
0: think so. Well, that's the beauty of this tournament, though, is you really never know what's what's going to happen. So we will we will see. But and at the end of uh, at the end of the day, it's just fun hockey, dude. I don't even care who wins. I I always like. I just want to watch. I just want to watch the games see what the next generation is looking like. But we'll just recap that. Group B standings, um, Louis' prediction. From first to fifth, he has Sweden, then the U.S., Russia, Slovakia, and Switzerland. Super quickly, we're about to end the episode. Who are the medalists and who are the all-stars go? So I'm thinking Canada wins gold.
1: The question is, do they beat Sweden, Russia, or the U.S.? Just because the way I currently have it, I'll say they beat Sweden and then it's a Russia US bronze. I'll say Russia upsets the US. Why not? But so
0: yeah, yeah. There you go, eh? when it
1: comes to players, the forwards I could see, I could see Perfetti. He's gonna be incredible this year. Like his his hockey sense is just through the roof. He's gonna be producing a lot. That's gonna put people like that's gonna put him on a lot of people's radar. William Eklund, we love, he could be another top forward there. I feel like Murat Kuznutinov, who's high energy, plays with a lot of pace, he could. Really make a case there on defense. We've covered all of them, but I think Sanderson, power, and the Mets could be in the running. And then in Nets, Walstead, Kosar, Askarov. When it comes to MVP, though, that one is much harder because that depends on who wins, pretty much, right? Who makes it far. So for all the teams that have a chance to win. So Sweden, basically the big five: Sweden, Russia, US, Canada, Finland. I've picked one from each. So for Sweden, I'd say it's Walstead. If they can make it, I just love Wallstead, he's so technically sound. He'll be at the forefront. The coach said, if there could be a captain on their team, if it could be a goalie, they'd make it happen. Uh, as for Russia, if Matvey mitchkov can really heat up, he'll be probably one of the biggest X-Factors of the tournament, uh, brought to you by NHL 22. Um, but he, 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 listen, he's going to be so fun to watch. If he pulls off a couple of Michigans like he has this year, everybody's going to notice, right? Yeah. Uh, as for the US, Jake Sanderson, obviously their captain. Sense fans know, he's just going to be eating maybe 35 minutes a night. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, as for Canada, Cole Perfetti, just, again, so good. And in fin- on Finland, I mean, they already have the returning top defenseman of the tournament last year in Topi Niemela, Because he, yeah. he, he won top defenseman. he's coming back. You don't usually see that often. So if, if Finland makes a deep run and maybe wins gold or silver, he's just such a smart defenseman and I don't really have a doubt in my mind that he'll be able to replicate uh, what he did last year.
0: Uh, we're going to end this here because I want to go watch the, the U S Finland game. Me too. Um, it's two Oh five. So thank you for listening. That was our world junior episode powered by Lewis. Um, I kind of sat here and let him go. So too bad Josh could have been here. Cause I knew, I know he would have had opinions as well, but. Maybe we'll get them at a later date, but I'd say, you know what? Like this is going to be fun. We, the NHL's paused. COVID's not looking great, but at least we still have these world juniors that we can sit and watch over the holidays. Um, I want to go watch Jake Sanderson. So we're going to end the episode. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope that you come back again next episode, which will be probably after the world juniors do a little recap. Um yeah. And I hope that everybody has as relaxing of a break as they possibly can in these trying times. And we will see you next episode. Thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you everybody. Stay safe and have a happy holiday.